0: Leanne Willits is my guest founder and holistic practitioner at the Elemental Healing Center, uh, joins me now. In fact, just before I speak to, uh, Leanne, uh, Nzima has just sent me a, or Linda Lee uh, has just sent me a message. It says, I equal of spirits, people believing that are misled. Uh, quick translation. Ah, there's no such thing of, as spirits and, and so forth. Uh, people uh, believing that sort of thing are misled. And so perhaps uh, a great way to start this conversation. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate your time.
1: Hi there, good evening.
0: So tell me about elemental cleansing. What is that and how does it work?
1: Well, I think you did an awesome summary for me in the beginning. Um, it is uh, has to do with elements, obviously your earth, air, fire, water. And... Um, I don't really like to put a label on anything, whether it be spirits, negative energies. Um, Everyone has a different expression for how they view something. But in a nutshell, basically, we become overwhelmed by our day-to-day stresses, and that causes us to slip into old patterns, old emotions, and our thoughts start to loop, and this causes us to become disassociated. And this is where elemental cleansing can be extremely beneficial. Elemental cleansing uses ancient wisdom and practices to create a physical, emotional and spiritual path in order for us to balance our lives, our living, our relationships through facilitating healthy, creative um, joyful abundance. Um, And it allows you to work on all levels. So it's not just focusing on the body, the mind or the soul, but the purpose is to marry all three of those so that we can be the best we can be.
0: How do I know if there's a disjuncture, disconnection, uh, um, uh, you know, a situation that requires elemental cleansing in my life? How do I know that?
1: It has to do a lot with how you're feeling. So it could be perhaps your emotions are fluctuating in ways that they wouldn't usually, um, it has to do with energy levels. Um, Perhaps you just feel you're surrounded in a very toxic environment or a toxic relationship. So you almost feel like you've got a heavy dose of the flu, but more from an energetic level than from a a physical level.
0: Ah, so if I'm feeling a bit lethargic and... Um, just nah. <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm maybe not 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 so motivated to to go into life as enth- enthusiastically as I would under normal circumstances. That could be a clue that i am what's the right term um uh, what what is the term for that condition
1: I would refer to it as um an energy or chakra blockage. Um, so basically there is an aspect either between body, mind and soul that's not fully in balance. And that causes either one of the other two or both of them to be thrown out of loop, which kind of creates this vortex of one feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, stressed, um, which brings about other issues of perhaps insomnia or um, lack of energy. Um Perhaps dietary um, issues where they they find they either need to eat more or they need to eat less. So it's not just about focusing on, on one thing, but basically keeping guard of yourself and how you're feeling, where you're going and, you know, monitoring your, your energy.
0: How then do we get to know what the right sort of uh, remedy is? uh but i mean why would we imagine that elemental is it elemental cleansing why would we think that elemental cleansing is the right way f- to go uh, as as a remedy for that uh, why don't we just eat more eat less or take a jog or sleep more sleep less whatever whatever the symptom suggests is wrong do the opposite why why would elemental cleansing be the thing to do
1: so here's the funny thing is a lot of us, as you said in the beginning, a lot of us have actually been doing this, um, for most of our lives without actually labeling it elemental cleansing. Um, and I find it so, um, interesting when, um, you look at people's day to day practices and then they go, Oh no, but you know, that's a bit weird or that's a bit out of my scope. But then if you look at brushing your teeth as when you're a child, you start brushing your teeth. That's a bit weird. It's a weird sensation. Um, in your mouth, but now when you look at bathing every night or showering, that is a form of elemental cleansing, but we don't label it elemental cleansing. Ah. Um, we call it a bath or a shower.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, so it it can be that elementary, I suppose, as a shower or um, a walk, perhaps uh, away from uh, the the hustle and bustle of the city life. Imagine, I imagine.
1: That's exactly it. So, if you were going to be taking a shower or bath, you're immersing yourself in water. Water is one of the elements. Um Taking a walk in your garden that would be used to ground you. You're using nature and immersing yourself in nature to connect with where we actually originated from. We it's just as we progress and as we get older, we become overwhelmed, and the, our whole identity seems to shift into sometimes um, ideas and concepts that are not as grounding and as important as those, those base needs and relationships and energies.
0: But then, of course, the rituals for this kind of cleansing can get quite elaborate sometimes. I mean, I I, I know of people that will, you know, go into some sort of a narcotic sort of space, right? And Or some people that will that'll completely isolate or some people that'll maybe uh, say that there's a specific energy and I'm going to get uh, salt, you know, um, coarse salt, and, and I'm going to spread it all over the house. Uh, is that the kind of thing you're talking about?
1: Don't really want to label whether a person's choice of, of thing is right or wrong. I feel the way we, we choose to claim it's a very personal decision to make and um, we base our practice on is at the number of traditional practices, um, that have found many different uses over hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so, for example, your, your, your Epsom salt bath, um, using aromatherapy to stimulate the olfactory, um, senses. Cause at the end of the day, we are all elemental beings. We're made of bone. We're made of water, heat, mist.
0: And ultimately, that's where we're getting our earth, air, fire, water from. So so, so the, the, the fundamental sort of theory behind this is that you need to reconnect with one of those elements in nature or maybe all of those elements or a combination of those elements uh, in order to do what? To replace what's in shortage? What's, what's the fundamental theory behind elemental cleansing?
1: So you could use it to unblock, um, any chakras, um, any meridians. We have a whole bunch of meridians flowing through our body. So you can think of it like wiring to connect your DSTV to your TV. Um, and when there's a blockage, we don't get the signal delivered from the DSTV to our TV. And that's very much a similar thing that happens in the body when one of our meridians are blocked. Well, what, so what, 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 what,
0: what, what, what's a meridian?
1: Meridian, sorry, it's your, the way your energy flows throughout your body. So, like, um, if you look at reflex, for example, a question I often get asked by a lot of clients is, if I've got a bladder issue, why are you working on my foot? And I'm going, because the foot in itself has a map of the body. So you can work on the bladder, oh, the yeah. colon, the, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember somebody talking to me about that. Uh, isn't that a homeopathy, or is it homeopathy? No. What, what, what? Yeah, it's
1: a holistic, holistic form of, of healing people and helping them um, based on on different ailments that they might be suffering from.
0: So, 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 how then do you then detect which intervention is required? Whether you need to walk around in the garden and uh, and, and feel the grass or the soil under your feet, or whether you need to take serious doses of water, or perhaps you need to go and meditate on a mountain somewhere. How do you know what is the right uh, action to take? You, you know, I mean, you use the the analogy of if I am feeling a little uh, dirty, I'll take a shower, right? But how do I know yeah. what what is the right intervention for which feeling, for which for which um, meridian? Um, disconnection
1: i think you've got to go with what feels the most natural um because ultimately that's what you're trying to do you're trying to bring yourself back to your your inner core of who you you are um we're not the clothes we wear the cars we drive the houses we live in li- live in we are actually made up of energy um blood uh veins all of that so it's about who we are at the the root cause of everything what's You know, for me personally, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm not much of a swimmer. So stepping out into my garden, letting my feet touch the the grass, that's a way for me to ground myself. So you've got to find something that you feel comfortable with. um, And at the end of the day, just follow your intuition. Um, Your intuition is so powerful. It's just we don't always listen to it. And that's where we find the um, disadvantages coming in.
0: I, I, I know that you started off by saying that, you know, that the labeling thing can, can really be, can really take uh, away from the real, really important principles of a conversation. And I agree 100%. But already mm-hmm. there are people that are saying, but isn't, isn't uh, Leanne talking about bad spirits? Isn't she talking about some, somebody says, uh, isnyama. So, for example, in the, in the indigenous sort of languages, especially in this is in the Nguni languages, there is a term called isnyama. Isnyama means a cl- cloud of darkness or a, a presence of darkness or negativity or negative energy in your life, um, that would Require a form of elemental cleansing in one way or the other. And there are certain rituals that people will do. Maybe they'll go and take a pegative of some sort, or they'll, whatever, whatever ri- uh, ritual that they'll follow to get balance, as it were. Um, would, the, would that be a form of elemental cleansing? Would that be a form of meridian misconnection?
1: Dealing with spirits. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to your religious belief because elemental healing doesn't necessarily get tied to one religion. Um, So if you look at the Egyptians, for example, um, they followed the the sun as one of their gods and goddesses. Um, But if you look at their elemental cleansing rituals, they were obsessed with cleanliness. So it came down to the whole idea of washing and bathing, using incense and fragrances, anointing oils, fasting to clean inside. Uh, so you can, once again, lay something, but I think today, I think we're all tied in one way or another through the energies that yeah. we are faced with.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so one one group of people can call it Meridian misalignment and another person can talk about is or is uh whatever term they may choose to use, um it might be different names, but for the same thing you're suggesting
1: not necessarily the same thing. I don't I don't want to get lost on this whole idea of um like you know, if you've got dead people in your house, then just walk on the grass outside and all sort the problem out. Um it's more about with your inner peace. So um if you're looking at depression, for example, if we look at causes of depression, some of them are people being stressed, overwhelmed, not feeling connected. Yeah. Um, and elemental cleansing is about cleansing all those interferences and bringing yourself back to nature from where you originated from. So that's more the focus of elemental cleansing. I think the whole idea of cleansing your house of spirits or whatever, um, people would like to call the different terms. I think that divulges into a completely different topic. Um, it doesn't really have too much to do with the idea of, um, cleansing yourself by connecting to the elements.
0: So, so it's, it's, it's really more of a physical situation rather than a spiritual thing.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a psychological and um, energetic um, experience, not necessarily just physical. Your physical side would come in when you are looking at things like fasting, because then obviously you're ridding yourself physically of toxins. Whereas if you are perhaps grounding yourself on the grass outside. It's more just calming and relaxing you. So it's about finding or connecting with your inner peace.
0: So let's let's choose a particular um, meridian, meridian misalignment and, 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 and walk me through how we would deal with that one. Uh, something that is uh, quite common.
1: Um, so I would say my most common one that I deal with um, in our studio is obviously people feeling stressed and overwhelmed um feeling like they're almost being drowned by day to day life and not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, for that kind of therapy, what I would suggest is obviously a consultation, get to know what the client is Um, comfortable with doing, Um, and then we offer a range of different therapies um, based on different clients' needs. Popular ones is um, crystal healing, for example. So that would involve putting the client into a meditative state um, while they are surrounded by um, clear quartz crystals. Clear quartz crystals are great um, all-round crystals to help you connect, um, not only with nature, but to connect within yourself. And it's basically just a self growth journey at the end of the day, asking yourself, who are you? Uh, where do you want to be? And how are you going to get there? What os- obstacles are you going to have to face and how are you going to overcome them from a, I would say, yes, spiritual point of view, but more from a, you know, who am I versus? myself and perhaps everyone else that's lurking around me that I
0: might not see, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and is there sort of empirical proof to say that crystals or whatever element you use would then bring about some sort of healing, some sort of, um, you know, is, is there some sort of uh, empirical objective proof that suggests that, yes, this particular element uh, Element crystals, soil, salt—whatever the case may be—that uh, you've used in whatever way has the healing power that you need.
1: I think at the end of the day, it comes down to your intention. I mean, if you wake up in the morning and you have people that drink decaf coffee versus those that drink um caffeinated coffee, even though the coffee is decaf for some people, it still feels it gives them that kick because they. Brainwashed into the idea of coffee is going to give me energy in the morning. Um so at the end of the day, if you have the right intention and your your mind is open and honest with what it is you're trying to achieve, then I think you've created the perfect space, space for personal growth. So
0: so so really the healing doesn't necessarily come from the from the crystals or the candle or the thing that you use. It comes from your mental attitude, your Is that what you're saying to me?
1: No, I would say it would have to be married with the element that you're using. So myself, personally, I use a lot of crystals. Um, I burn incense. I find it creates a very calming environment for myself as well as a lot of the guests that come over. So you've got to pick a medium that works well for you. I personally, because I've got two small children, I don't like working with candles um, because they could be knocked over and end up setting my house on fire. Um, So I prefer more safer mediums like crystals and i have a connection um i use those mediums. so if you're going to pick up a crystal and go this is not going to work for me then no it's not going to work for you because you've narrowed your mind to the experience and if you're going to something open-minded and you go you know this is my intention and this is what i want to achieve. this is how i'm going to go about doing it with the use of crystals or nutrition or exercise. Um, Each person has their own medium of how they want to try and better themselves. Um, Then, you know, you've set the goal for where you want to go. So I think it's a bit of both. You've just got to pick what you're comfortable with working with.
0: Leanne Willits is my guest founder and holistic practitioner at the Elemental Healing Center. If you are perhaps somebody who is a practitioner of uh, Elemental Healing um methods, give us a call, 883 0702. How do you know which element, which yeah, which element to use? Yeah. Uh how do you know whether it's working for you? How do you know whether it's time for you to get into some form of elemental cleansing? Which rituals do you use? I, I get the exercise one. I get I get uh how people can perhaps find a little bit of uh, respite from the uh, overwhelming effects of life by taking a walk in a beautiful garden or so or uh just just taking some time off and playing with with some very young children uh, i find that that helps me when i when i go a, a, and play with very young children i'm talking about almost toddlers the things that they say and do really lifts my spirit um, would that be a form of elemental cleansing
1: um it could be because you're forming a relationship with um the people that you're surrounding yourself with. If you take, for example, this whole idea of um is it um people throwing themselves into ice water or ice buckets, um um I can't think of the term now, um, but your saunas. Yeah. Those are all forms of elemental cleansing. You're using steam to cleanse your body from toxins. If you look at the the ice um dipping thing that everyone's getting into at the moment the shock your body goes into when you apply that ice water because you enter into a mental state of clarity focus on your breathing you need to be aware of what temperature your body is dropping to. Uh, and people have different methods and mediums for for doing things in order to gain um Clarity. Some people, all they need is a, a cup of chamomile tea. There you're introducing your herbs. So nature's all around us. We just choose to ignore it a lot of the time or give it strange labels um, to make it a fad or, or a fashion statement.
0: So so, so it sounds to me that it is very much an intuitive thing. It sounds to me as though there are no set rules or formula to say that this particular ailment requires that it's not it's not like medicine is it
1: it depends when you use the term ailment it concerns me a little bit because if someone were to come to me for a bladder infection i'm not going to turn around and say to them you know go walk on my grass um you're going to be healed um, that would involve other forms of therapy um, your reflex um, perhaps herbs that you'd blend, certain teas that you'd mix up for them, based on the properties that those specific herbs have. So it depends on what ailment the person comes to you with, and and how you would treat it. There's, there's no like one size fits all kind of of program or answer.
0: But but what I, what I'm what I'm understanding, and and correct me if I'm wrong, um, it, is that it's it's really based on intuition. There's no formula here. In other words, there's no uh, periodic table that you look at and say uh, this particular ailment uh, or this particular condition or this particular feeling uh, needs to use this particular element. Uh, it, it's it's really very much an intuitive thing. Go with the flow kind of thing.
1: I would definitely say intuition is a huge part of it. Um, but when you're looking at things like stress, when you're looking at things like insomnia, um, just feeling hemmed in, feeling, um, like you just, you've lost your spark in life. And yeah. I would say, you know, definitely intuition, that kind of thing. Um, with your crystals, your herbs, if you're looking at something more severe, um, I mean, through all our practices and whatnot, we've never been, um, encouraged to diagnose clients. Um, for example, I would never turn around if I was working on someone and found something in their foot, turn around and go, you know, you, you probably got cancer of whatever. Um, would you recommend it to a, a medical doctor? So I think it depends on what you are actually um, treating. Um, but intuition with regards to the spiritual and the emotional. Um, side of things definitely a key element and then the medium you select would obviously be something you're comfortable with.
0: What, what sort of training do you have to, to go undergo to be able to be proficient in this in this practice?
1: Um, I think you can go through different schools or different colleges, different universities. Um, I've studied through uh, three different um, training colleges and I've also been doing a lot of uh, my own research and my own um can I say empirical data capturing? Um, for probably about 16 years. Um, my fascination with this whole idea of bringing us back to nature was when I was 16 years old. And then it was considered extremely taboo. Um, it came with all sorts of labels. Um, and yet there was still something inside of me that kept on calling me back. I mean, if you look, we are so much smaller than Nature, nature is everywhere, and um, the oxygen we breathe is nature. So um, I think you know you would definitely have to go through some sort of training um, and start small. Find one or two subjects that you're passionate about, and then build it from there. What sort of what sort of, um, what sort of subjects what,
0: of- what sort of subjects would I have to go and study uh, in order to come closer and closer to being a quality? And, and what are you a do- doctor? Or
1: no, no, no. I'm a, a certified
0: naturopath. Naturopath. Okay. So, what sort of um, what sort of studies would I have to um, undergo, and 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 how long would it take?
1: It depends on the stream. Um, for example, I've tried to cover as many of my bases as possible. So, I just keep on um, taking on courses and um, assignments and going through different training courses. Um, but you could study. As simple as reflexology, done and dusted. Reflex is all I'm interested in. Yes, you can spark off into your chakras, which is linked to reflex. Um, at the end of the day, they're all interlinked. It just depends how far and how deep you want to go into them. So it's someone's preference with what subjects they would want to take. Um, for me, when I started out, I was fascinated with um, how the human body functions. So I took physiology and anatomy, um, and with regards to that, how do and why do certain herbs have the reactions they have on our bodies? So that linked me to herbalism, and it kind of just went—the ball went rolling after that. I just—I felt I couldn't get enough. I needed knowledge. I asked questions, and I needed the answers
0: and 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 is is there a, a a community of should we call them professionals who perhaps um, vet each other train each other uh, have conversations about some of these things I, I'll tell you why I'm asking these questions uh, leanne it, it's because and I suppose it's it's because i I, I talk to doctors and, and I talk to psychologists and so forth There's always some sort of academic framework that you can point to and say these are the theoretical sort of uh, frameworks from whence this discipline comes. Um, Is there some sort of professional body that exists for home, for naturopaths? There
1: are several different boards that people can sign up to to be part of. that holistic or homeopathic board. Um, And then what they do is each year they run um, updates where you've obviously got to um, reapply for for your license and whatnot. Um, Or you can decide to just belong to a community I'm from Port Elizabeth here in um, Warmer, and we've got a really, really nice Port Elizabeth community going on, where we've got a whole bunch of practitioners, and we just network with each other, and it's just it's such a, a wonderful group to belong to.
0: And is there harmony of of, of terminology of of fundamental ideas? Is is there harmony in that sense? In other words, if 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 I understand these principles, uh, and I want to work with you guys, but I I call myself a Sangoma, for example, would there be p- a place for me to work with you guys? Most
1: definitely.
0: And 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 how would you then find each other? What what sort of language terminology uh, would make you? See that you hear each other. You you're speaking from the same page.
1: Well, I think you'd have to get to know the people, and like through conversation. I mean, when you get to know someone, even from the same language, the same culture, it takes the time to figure out where that other person is coming from. And this is exactly the same with from practitioner to practitioner. I need to understand where one practitioner is coming from. Uh, what a what is their outlook? And you know, it's about marrying that that relationship. Um, and and working together to build um, something that could be really powerful um, if practiced properly. Mm,
0: mm. When when a when a client comes to you, um, by the way, give us a call. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven zero two. My guest is uh, is uh, Lee Ann Willets. Uh, she's founder and holistic practitioner at the Elemental Healing Center. Uh, and we're talking about a concept called elemental clean, cleansing. Uh, have you recently had a cleansing? Uh, give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. When, when somebody comes to you, what do they say? You know, if I go to a general practitioner, I'll say, listen, I've got a bit of a cough. How do they explain their symptoms to you in a way that would then allow you afford the opportunity to know this is the response that I have for that particular situation
1: so most of my clients come to me actually for um massage because they suffer a hugely from migraine stiff shoulders um, and that kind of thing and it's if- through chatting to them and helping them with their physical conditions that we actually realize there's an imbalance from an emotional point of view or from um, an inner peace point of view. Um, And then we chat about possible other therapies with regards to unblocking chakras. And that's very much how um, I got the ball rolling with elemental Um, It's not purely focusing on, the elemental cleansing side of things, but focusing on making sure I was helping people with their headaches, their migraines and making sure that if they were taking medication, that it wasn't, um, you know, too toxic to their body. And that it was more um, calming and more natural um, kind of medication.
0: So, 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 so it, it would be something that you would then observe as you perhaps give a massage you would then observe and say, "Listen, it looks like you need more elemental cleansing um, uh, for the condition that you are here for. Uh, you are here for, a, for for a massage, but it, it, it appears to me that you you need more more Is that is that how it would work? Uh,
1: it depends on clients. Clients. Um, sometimes what happens with me is when I am working on a client, I can pick up on their energy fields, um, and either the, the client's energy field could come in like hot and heavy. And then I know there's more underlying issues than just the physical back, neck, and shoulder condition that I'm dealing with. Um, Other times, I can just feel a complete disconnect. Um, And through me feeling that disconnect, I get chatting to the clients, you know, and just finding out how their usual day-to-day is going. And it's all about connecting with people, opening up, taking the time to ask people, how are you today? Um, You know, is there anything I can do to help you? Um, And I think people get so stuck on on labels and pushing things. Um, when I started Elemental, um, I did get a lot of weird, crazy looks like, what are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm here to help people in a way where I thought I was never able to be helped. Um, and through studying um Everything that I've studied, I've actually managed to help myself with my own migraines and my own back and neck, and shoulder issues. So it's for me, it's just very deeply rooted with why I wanted to help other people.
0: When what would happen? Would somebody think you'd, you're being weird when you do what?
1: Oh, when I opened up Elemental Healing, everyone wanted to know. They said like, "What is a holistic healing studio?" And I said, "You know, it's it's marrying body, mind, and soul. It's not just focusing like, you know, if you if you have a headache, you." take a grandpa but what is the cause of the headache you're not you're just treating the symptom you're not actually looking at the root of where that's coming from um and trying to explain that to people um when i open elemental it, it was quite like you know if the grandpa's going to fix it just take grandpa yeah. so trying to get that whole mindset of you know it's not the grandpa's not going to fix the problem's going to fix it for now yeah um and then we obviously do everything through a holistic um platform.
0: Let's talk to George in Quebec. Good evening to you, George. Good evening, Paops. Uh, How are you? I'm very well, thanks, George. What's on your mind? What question do you have for my guest? Yes, good evening to your guest
2: as well. Uh, 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 to my knowledge, or what I've read is that a human being, uh, being a, a two-part, like spiritual and physical, is actually born with a full on Defense mechanism. And yeah. we can touch on the soul and we can touch on things like your chakras, like your aura, which is a magnetic or an electronic field. That ceases to exist at the point of death. That was experimented by some Russian. I tried to uh, uh, to find the name. I'll find it one day. Mm. Where a human at the point of dying, when the soul departed, the person weighed less. And the uh, my, uh, electronic my, uh, field was never there again. Mm. And uh, then you've got your, your chakra points. And what I wanted to ask from you uh, from your guest, at what point, because when, when, when you are healing, you are repairing, you are not like servicing, you are uh, repairing, meaning something has gone wrong. At what point does a human being lose this uh, defense mechanism? It's not religious, because... Scientifically, some of the things have been proven to exist, like this.
0: stone. George Ingerberga, thanks very much for that question. At what point uh, do your defense mechanisms seem to falter, uh, given the fact that uh, we have a natural defense mechanism against whatever ailments there may be, uh, is the question, uh, Leanne?
1: Hi, George. Thank you so much for your question. Um, you've really hit the nail on the head there. We are all born with this innate wisdom to heal ourselves. Um, but as society's progressed, as we've placed the importance on, on perhaps, um, money and, um, you know, business and all these um, external things, I'm not saying they're not important, but we've lost that connection with our inner self. And we're putting our attention on external factors. We, we will always have that innate ability. It's just about keeping those channels open so that you can read your body. You can listen to your body, hear the messages that it's trying to send you. And through doing that, you will also realize what works well um, with regards to your healing process. Does
0: that answer your question? Uh, 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 George, George is gone, uh, but I suppose uh, he, 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 I suppose we, we get the essence of what is a chakra. What a, I keep hearing this: what is a chakra?
1: So, a chakra are your different energy zones throughout your body, um, and each energy uh, energy zone represents a specific part. So, for example, you've got your third chakra, which would be placed on the the part of your forehead you've got your heart chakra which would be obviously responsible to your heart um so there are depending on who you speak to some people feel the spirit is part of the chakra as well but there's six or seven different levels of chakra um, and each one falls in a different place of a body um and that also ties in your whole color therapy because with your chakras you can link color therapy you can link crystal healing because each crystal can address a certain chakra far better than others. Um, amethyst, for example, is a great crystal to use for opening up your third eye. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all linked to the the natural flow of things that we've just kind of put on the wayside and and not really paid much attention to um, as we've progressed throughout yeah. um, each civilization. Yeah,
0: let's take a call from Peter in Alberton. Good evening to you, Peter. Hi, Aubrey. Yeah, go for it, Peter. What's on your mind, sir? How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, Aubrey. Yeah.
3: You know, hey, there's something is happening to me and I'm confused. Yeah. I just lost my son last week.
0: Oh, Peter. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, my brother. I'm so very sorry.
3: Yeah. And then... What happened? I just buried him on Sunday.
0: Oh my word! I'm so sorry to hear that, Peter. I'm so sorry. Mm. Yeah.
3: So you know when things happened like this, people will Okay. I, I don't be. Oh, not to say I don't believe. It's just to say this thing of painting and everything. away you gonna from now on? What you gonna do? You have to practice this and this from my home, the way I've been raised and everything, we don't believe in these things to say, it's why you have to be clean, you have to be done this, you have to practice this and that. Yeah. And then after all, when you bury the person, you just did that and then that's it, it's life. So I just want to find out if there's any bad effect after, if you didn't do anything, yeah, because me to be honest, I don't believe in right, right, right. right. In those other things. I see, I hear you. I have to be wise. I have to be clean. I have to be going to Sangoma because even my son, I didn't visit to Sangoma yeah. with him. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about those yeah. things.
0: Yeah. I hear you, Peter. Let me see if I can't uh, paraphrase so that we can bring uh, our guest into the conversation. So, Lee, how how it works in, in many of our indigenous communities is that if there's been a death, particularly mm-hmm. of a loved one, um, after the burial of that loved one, people usually go for a cleansing ceremony, uh, either to a healer, to a sangoma, to a ninyanga, to a priest or whatever. Uh, orientation you have spiritually but uh, there is the idea that you've got to clean cleanse yourself of the energies that are connected with death and negativity Um, uh, and my my caller has just had his son pass away last week Um, but he's asking a question that says should he be involved in some form of a cleansing ceremony Um, some sort of a a way by which he can, because it's a, it's a, it's a a doctrine almost that we've been raised by that says that once there's death in the family, we must try and do something to cleanse ourselves off of the sometimes magnetic negative energies that come as a result of, um, of the death and so forth. He's asking, should he be involved in some sort of cleansing? He hasn't been practicing this. He hasn't really believed in it much, but he's asking, I suppose, because um, that is uh, the cultural and perhaps norm that uh, he has grown up with.
1: It's difficult to touch on culture. Um, If you look at the whole idea of death, there is sometimes a huge stigma attached to death where people go, you know, this is negative, but also through death comes life. And, um, I think it's so important that through death, you experience the process. Yes, it's not a pleasant process. Um, you can sometimes even look at it from the flip side. Um, some people believe that when a loved one passes away, they become their guardian angel. So I think you need to see where you personally sit, um, with that. Um, once again, it's, it's not a one size fits all kind of, of situation. Um, I think you just, the best thing would be to dig deep and, and ask yourself, you know, is this, um, death going to affect my culture? Is it going to, or not washing is going to affect my culture? Um, how's it going to affect me? And, and looking at it from more than just one, um, um, slice of the pie, if you want to put it that way, um, and getting an overall view of everything and asking yourself once you, you know, sat down and done some soul searching, where do you sit there? Um, I, I would probably say that's the best yeah, um, yeah.
0: piece of advice. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually should have asked why he feels perhaps compelled to even ask the question if it's something that he doesn't believe in. Somewhere it sounds to me that there is a curiosity about a cleansing process of some sort. Would that be part of what you identify as something that um, that requires perhaps a cleansing ritual of some sort? when people are asking questions
1: um, I about this? I, I definitely think if someone's feeling um, weighed down by a, a death that they've experienced, mm. um, some form of ritual cleansing, or you can leave the word ritual out, you're just cleansing, um, crying. I mean, when people die around us, we cry. We are cleansing through our tears. So, I mean, it's a very simple form, but um, it's just the level people people can pick to decide on, on how far they actually want to cleanse. But it's it's a very personal thing to decide how, you know, do I want to cleanse, do I want to cleanse? What was your relationship with that person? Um, so Does that answer your question?
0: Sure. Uh, and I think the way that you're answering the question is by saying that it's really very much a personal preference, uh, regardless of which culture you come from. Uh, and you'd need to perhaps look and check whether it does affect your cultural, maybe even religious beliefs or not, but is there a is there a consequence if you don't cleanse under those circumstances?
1: Um, well, I, I can only speak for my um, upbringing. Yep. Um, I come from a very um, Christian background, um, and I found myself moving more into a spiritualist background, where it's more, um, you know god and and nature and earth um so you know each one to their own i don't want to say my way is the right way Each each person's culture is what they need to reflect on because at the end of the day you're you're made up of your culture your beliefs your values your family if, if you, um, if, you did,
0: if you didn't cleanse within the context of your faith your culture and and, and a death took place in your family and there was this this, this way down, if you didn't cleanse, would there be any repercussions?
1: Yes, I don't think I would be able to move past it. Um, I think it's important to process the event, but I do think there should come, for me personally, that there would come a time where I would actually have to wash myself, maybe not literally, but figuratively wash myself and go, you know, I've now dealt with that and I'll need to move forward. Um so that's that would
0: be my standpoint if, if something I was to face with Leanne uh, wallets thank you willets thank you so much for joining us founder and holistic practitioner at the elemental elemental healing center how do people get in touch with you uh, uh Leanne?
1: lovely thank you
0: so much for me sure but how do people get in touch with you is there a website a- oh sorry
1: Um, Yes, there is. You can visit the website on uh, www.elementalhealing.co.za. We also have a Facebook page and we have an Instagram page, Elemental Healing PE.